It's been a day, Kat. It's been a day. And as we were discussing, well, you made the comment to me, it's close to home. I didn't think it would be this close to home. And my, yes, but also I was like, that's kind of the problem is that we are pretending that Columbine and Colorado and Sandy Hook aren't our backyard. Like that's not home. And it is. These are our people. It's this is our country. It's all our backyard. It feels different when it's like, oh shit, this could physically logistically be my my people, my family, but this is it it makes it real for sure on another level. So we, we, were, we were talking the other day. I don't even know what, why I asked you this question, but we were talking about shootings and you having this experience. And we're going to take just a quick moment, even while this is recording, but just to be real and just to be honest about the conversation that we're having today. We, we had this planned happenstance. Today is also the day that there was a mass shooting in El Paso, where I'm from, but our sister city, our borderland area. So a couple days ago, maybe a week ago, I randomly asked you about being a teacher and being a parent. Mm -hmm. So as a teacher, you've gone through the training to, you know, what if something happens at your school, but also as a parent, there's a, there's a difference. There's your job you and a you, you. So when this happened this morning and I got a hundred percent, the truth, when I got that text message of breaking news, I was like, nah, this is no Mm -hmm. no it's fake somebody's messing with us yeah so when we had this conversation a a while back I was telling you about my experience growing up in El Paso at our high school we had drive-by shootings and I was saying oh but this the, the mass shooting doesn't happen here because I don't know like I guess the gang members had respect for one another where Yes, you shot maybe at the house in the general direction, but you didn't like go in and and do a mass shooting. And then it happened and I was Mm -hmm. shocked. I was so completely shocked. And yes, you're right. All of the entirety of the U.S. is our backyard. So when it happens in Columbine or when it happened in Sandy Hook, it is is our gente, it's our people, that's our community. Mm -hmm. And then for for me anyway, it was just a, a secondary shockwave of like, that's my hometown. Mm-hmm. I call Las Cruces home, but I'm from El Paso. And the reality is for as big as El Paso is, we are one degree of separation. I am one degree of separation from someone I guarantee you that was impacted. Absolutely. And and in fairness, I don't know if this will actually make the podcast, but yes, we are definitely recording with a different sentiment today. We we are typically super excited coming into recordings, but today just feels a little heavy and a little different because it's literally been a few hours. We really don't even know what happened or how many people truly have been affected. Um, we know it's a lot. It's too many. And, um, and yeah, it feels real. And it, you were shocked and really... We can't afford for every city in the United States to feel shocked. We have to know that this is everyone. This is you. This is your family. This is your little sister at the mall shopping. This is your cousin at school. This is your people. These are our people. It's not them anymore. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. And I I have seen a couple great um, posts online because, of course, 
the moment something like this happens, you get online to see and make sure, because oftentimes that's the fastest way to see if people in right. your circle are okay. Yes. And there have been some posts, two things. One, to say, in any kind of tragedy like this, you have to allow for things to unfold before you jump to conclusions. And the second thing is, this is not about party. This is not a partisan issue. It's not. This These is, are people. This is, yeah, this is our gente. Like, because it doesn't discriminate when you're in that place at that moment. It does not discriminate. It is you trying to protect your kids or getting protected by the stranger in front of you. It is survival. And it doesn't matter who you are or how you got in that moment. But what does matter is policy and how we vote and how we look at this issue is it a gun issue is it a mental health issue is it and the reality is it's complicated it's a combination of so many freaking things and if we don't address all the levels and get to a place of stability it's going to keep happening agreed completely agree it it's it's more it's so much more than just us versus them there are because we're humans and we are so complex the the people who do these these acts as awful as they are they are just as complex and their brains are dealing with so many different things i'm not excusing it i'm just saying but there's a reason a person gets to that point right there is a reason why someone goes off the edge that way and feels whatever that emotion is to take so many lives even if it's one there's something that happens in that moment one life too many there's something that happens in that moment so this is bocha podcast we are talking about the mass tragedy in el paso today um not something we wanted to be discussing but it's real it's on our hearts it's in our minds it's in our back backyard like literally absolutely and it's um you know the borderland is dealing with so much right now all the people of the border are are heavy-hearted and it and it shows i mean it's it shows people are stressed on edge stressed but they're also showing up so we got a text message we're in a group thread we got a text message from a friend who said i'll go pick you up do you want to go donate blood and then a little while later, we got a text message that said, they're turning people away because there are so many people. And that's amazing that 40 miles away in a whole other state, we're showing up for, for our- Our hunting. sister city. Exactly. And I am going to happenstance, I'm going to El Paso tomorrow. I had this plan before where I was gonna go hang out with my mom and um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a time. I don't know that my mom can donate blood because she's, older and more fragile than I am but I'm going to take some some time to go donate blood tomorrow in El Paso if yeah. they'll have me <laughs> they're probably going to be like we don't need any more gay in the city it's fine <laughs> Mira it's like 90% beer we have to say no ma'am <laughs> so as part of the Pocha podcast we always throw down some bonus content we're going to shift gears a little bit here let's do it Kat I'm ready let's shift gears shifting part of the Pocha podcast is to put some uh, bonus content. The reason that we came to doing this is if we only record once a month, we know that y'all want to hear more of us. So even though we record once a month, we do an extended recording so that we can put some extra content in your ears and that you can love us even more and we can start our own cult. And we called it the Weedy Weedy. 
Why? Why? What is the Weedy Weedy Cat? So wait, you were the one who texted me about it because we were going back and (laughs) forth about what we should call this bonus content. Yes. And I remembered, because we were talking about how we have a lot of things that we discuss that we think are hilarious, that we know people can relate to, but that don't necessarily fit the structure of the podcast that we had set out. It's kind of like talking a whole lot about nothing, right? Talking about nada. And I remembered as a kid, my uncles and my dad and they would be like the women would be in the kitchen talking who knows what, chismeando. And they would be like, no, I andan con el weedy weedy. And when I said that, you were like, what? I thought that was just a family thing. Like, I thought that was something my only my family said. So then we had this whole conversation about how do you spell weedy weedy? We had to kind of Google it because <laughs> we were, I'm, you know, in my head, I because I never written it down before. Yeah, me either. It was never seen just, it written. Right. So I was, well, how the hell do you spell it? Mm-hmm. And there's, I have seen a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, com- when you sent, when you sent that text over, I was completely surprised. Like what the hell she, her family does this too, where they just like gather around no particular subject. Mm-hmm. They just sit and, and shoot the shit. They just exactly cluck like chickens, right? Pretty much. And it was called the weedy weedy. Yes. There, I mean, there are a lot of things in our pocha lives, at least for me, that I think that it's just us and a, just a familialism. Yes. Like my grandma saying, go make chi before we leave. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go make chi. Make chi. Why did he call? I don't know. But yes, welcome to the Weedy Weedy. Talking about nothing. Talking about nothing. And that's, so that's kind of where the name came from. Well, not kind of. That's where the name came from. But it's just subjects that don't necessarily fit in with our regular show or our, our our monthly topic list where we can deviate and have latitude to just talk crap you and just then made becomes, this whole thing sound very official hold on so i'm putting you on hold because my mom's calling <laughs> hey mom this mom call brought to you by the weedy weedy back on track see mom's call started off she was feeling, she said she was feeling empty, but she was laughing by the end because we were talking about her sabanas. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, is there anything else in the Weedy Weedy that's going on? Um, the Weedy Weedy. So hold on. Before you answer that question, I'm leaning over to grab my notebook and then, okay, go. What is our Weedy Weedy? Our Weedy Weedy was how we came about the Weedy Weedy. Oh, that is the Weedy Weedy. Wait, so we had a... Uh, I had, but we had. So I shared one of our Pocha podcast things online, like one of our updates on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I shared it and one of my friends from high school um, commented that she's been listening. So shout out to Merla. Hey. Hi. Thank you. And she she said she wasn't on board with using the X like in Latinx or Pochex or the kind of the non- gender okay. use of, of words mm-hmm. for a very gendered language. True. And so we had, um, we have a request to talk about u- the use of the X. Mm. So I don't know about you and your experience with the X. It did take me a little while to incorporate that. Yeah, I don't like that. my X. <laughs> <laughs> Not your physical X. Oh. It took me a while to incorporate using X in some of the words. True. Same. I have difficulty still 
when people use they them pronouns and it's a single human I have difficulty because the English nerd in me just cringes at saying they when I know I'm speaking about one human so I it is definitely a transition for me and not that I don't respect that a a person identifies in a particular way that's not the issue it really is a, a language issue for me a grammatical thing and and I guess that was her question was just not not just like in your everyday use but mm-hmm. I coming around to using it to be open not I'm not I'm not saying that she's not open she's an amazing immigration attorney that mm-hmm. has an open mind and open heart sure. I think just the thought process around should your language be inclusive Mm -hmm. versus just that's just how your language is and to that I would say while it did take me a while to come around to to incorporating it more and more I understand it because and I think it comes easier for me because I'm under the queer umbrella yes I've seen how gender non-conforming transgender individuals are left out of the conversation even even and I catch myself in that process too so a very gendered language like Spanish or um, its bases on Latin right Mm -hmm. I get how that can be limiting and that's and that's why I like to try to be incorporating it into my language or my you know even though I, I don't have a very good grasp on Spanish anyway, but I want, because I, I don't want to be there to be limits to our gente. Well, that makes me think about a couple of things. It makes me think about as we evolve as a society, words that are no longer appropriate, like the N-word or in some circles, bocha is not appropriate because it has this history and this very deep traumatic tie that is not okay um it also makes me think about the ways that i've used language or i remember my sister moving to chicago many years ago and saying that she walked into a room full of females and said you guys because that's very normal for regionally like for us to in las cruces in new mexico to say you guys and she said they looked at her like um, there's no guys in here and she was like oh that's a thing that's a thing it she realized it but I've also I mean it is a little bit to me it points out the ways that we see women when there could be 52 women in a room and one man and all of a sudden they're amigos hola amigos because there's one dude in the room like what is that you know so the ex neutralizes that the X neutralizes it means I'm talking about people. I'm talking about this particular group of people that could be male, female, somewhere in between, whatever. It doesn't matter if you have ears and are listening and a brain and can process. I'm talking to you, right? I, I appreciate it. I do. I don't have an issue um, using it. I think it is more representative of just humans in general and where they may be at but I also get how it's difficult to add this thing to the language that you've that let's face it it can be hard to learn a language it can be very hard and even traumatic to learn a language depending on your circumstance so I get that the change is hard for sure I just want to put out there that 
I don't think that this is us being hypersensitive or triggered or anything like that. I use the X because I want to be inclusive, because I want to broaden my perspectives, even though I am, I suppose, gender conforming. That shouldn't allow for me to exclude based on this very gendered language. And I don't feel like I'm being disrespectful to, to the language. I feel like I'm being respectful to humans that I care about because I, I want to care about humans. And therefore, I want to be to make sure that you are included in the conversation and not hidden. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for me, that's what it is, is for a long time as a woman of color, queer, just as a woman, a woman of color and queer, I can oftentimes be left out of conversations. Yes. And I don't want to do that to somebody else. And that's why I use the X. Absolutely. I agree. I feel like it is an addition. It's not subtractive. It doesn't leave people out. It brings people in. Um, and I, I'm all about it. And, and I like to be reminded, Hey, not everyone is, you know, this or that it's, it's complicated. We talk a lot on Bocha podcast about people's identities and accepting all of that. And this is a huge part of it. So, so I hope, I hope that that, you know, if enlightens, if nothing else. And thanks for the question. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And folks, you know what? Um, if you're listening, you can shoot us questions and obviously we'll answer them. Um, and we want to include you in our dialogue as well. So any feedback that you have is like great, greatly appreciated. To that end, if you've listened to us on iTunes or Spotify, I know this is like Kat being her marketing brain on. Love it. If you, if you are listening on a platform that allows for uh, feedback, please leave a leave any kind of stars, four out of five, five out of five, two out of five. We're going we're gonna to take that feedback and we're going to make it better or we're going to laugh. We One only of the accept five-star ratings. <laughs> we need to be a five-star Michelin restaurant. Yes, please. So that was our weedy weedy for the Pocha podcast. That means bonus content for you. Putting the bone in bonus. <gasps> yes, we are. Bonus content. Weedy weedy. Listen. <laughs> <laughs>